This podcast is a part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. Welcome to the last episode of the first season of 1801 Live. Today we have some pretty special guests. These are the people who make sure everything happened this past year, even through the pandemic. It is the dream team and my staff, um, as this is our last thing that we're doing, being on the vice president staff. I didn't see any other way that we would end the first season than having all of them on. And so before we get into it, this is probably going to be the most casual episode we've ever had. Um, so be prepared to laugh, be exposed, you name it. Um, but before we get into that, I just would like for everyone to introduce themselves and then we'll get started. And I can call out names first. So Asia, you can go first. Hi, everybody. My name is Asia. I'm a senior nursing major from Raleigh, North Carolina, and I am Hannah's chief of staff. Darius. Hey, y'all. I am Darius Stevens-York. I am a senior political science major from Lawrence, South Carolina, and I served as the one of the co-directors of freshman council all right jj hey y'all my name is jj i am a sophomore public health major from fernburg south carolina and i served this year as hannah's deputy chief of staff shannon hi everyone my name is shannon clority i'm a senior dual degree student in political science and operations and supply chain management from pittsburgh pennsylvania and i am the other co-director of freshman council Hi, everybody. My name is JD. I'm a senior public health major from Greenville, South Carolina, and I'm Hannah's chief advisor. And then last but not least, back for part two, Contessa. Hey, everyone. I am Contessa Davis. I'm a senior public relations major from Sumter, South Carolina, and I was Hannah White's press secretary this year. Okay, perfect. And um, just special shout out, Hannah Johnson will be coming, um, and she is the Assistant Carolina Closet Director, so she'll introduce herself later. Emily Dangler was the Carolina Closet Director, and she is the Student Body Vice President-Elect, and so after this episode, she will be the one that will host 1801 Live, and then Emmeline Basco serves as the Director of Special Events. Um, but I'll give it up to you guys. I have questions. I know we talked about it. Um, we can start with what made you all interested in student government, or we can go a different way to start off. So let me know. I know exactly where I was before all of this started, and it was pre-pandemic, or right in the midst of it, personally. Y'all want me to share my story, or? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what you were doing. <laughs> oh, I I didn't know. Um, yeah, so I was not involved with student government before this year. Um, I thought about applying for freshman council, and I actually did, but the, there was a scheduling conflict. I think the meetings were on Thursdays, and I could not get out of the class that I had, so that was the only thing preventing me at the time, but, you know, God redirected my path, and a lovely girl, Crystal Harvin, president of the Black Honors Caucus, actually came up to me while we were at a conference together during a last year's spring break. So March 14th, around that time, she was like, you know, um, Hannah White is looking for a press secretary and I really think that you would be great at that. And I was like, uh, Crystal, I don't know. I don't know about that. She was like, you know, just, just consider it, just think about it. Next thing you know, I was applying and then, you know, the Rona came and 
yeah, we moved everything virtually and I felt like everything happened so fast, but I'm glad that I did it. Glad that I went through the process and that she came up to me and told me that because I probably would have never applied had it not been for her. That's crazy that you mentioned that because I forgot that Crystal was the one that connected us to. Like, I forgot that we didn't even know each other until this opportunity came. I used, to, I used to see you all the time in passing. I would, it would be like mutuals. Like I would know people that you would be around and I knew of you, but I never met you before. So yeah, I'm so glad. And it just took one fun. interview and I say, yeah, <laughs> scratch, scratch everybody. This is it. Okay, cool. Anyone else has a story? I can tell what, what made me like fully commit to Froco. I don't think I've ever told this story specifically because I was kind of on the fence at the end of my term last year <clears throat> as Secretary of Inclusion and Equity on cabinet because I was a little discouraged just because since the year got cut short, a lot of stuff that I wanted to try to do was not happening. And it was stuff that like would have been kind of innovative and good for the council or whatever. Like, I mean, not for the council, but good for student government internally but it got dropped and I was like, okay, I kind of want to like redo that, like redo the position have the whole year trying to do what I want to do. But then Shannon calls and was like, hey, like, have you ever thought about like Froco? And I was like, actually I have, but like, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. And she's like, I really think you should do it because I'm considering. And then like, we talked about how our dynamic would be. And at the moment it felt like, yeah, this is perfect. Like we'll both bounce off of each other, da, 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 da. But I still wasn't like completely sure, but after like talking to Raylan Cook about like both of our plans, we were like, okay, who's gonna work best in this world? Who's gonna do that? Who's gonna do this? And we were like, okay, like she told me straight up, she's like, if you do Froco, you really gotta do it. Like, because I want those babies. And if you get those babies and I don't, then I'm gonna be on your neck. So I was like, okay, bet, I'm gonna get the babies and we're gonna have a good year. And that's what I did. So that was my story for picking, well, choosing to apply for Froco. Everyone doesn't. Oh, okay. You can give your story. I just want to say, I was thinking about whenever I called Hannah and I was like, I want to be freshman council director. And Hannah was like, yes, like, honestly, she didn't really ask me any questions. But then I was talking to Jalen Williams, who is Darius's fraternity brother. And Jalen was like, I think Darius would be really good. So it's like this big student government web of like, I think this person would be good. And then I reached out to Darius and ended up working out really it's crazy to think how everyone's connected through other people and then how everything happened. So Shannon, I don't know if you remember, but once elections were over last year, you called to reach out about like a position. And I thought because you were Sophie's, um, was it chief of staff? Yes, that you would want to be like chief of staff or something again. And so I was like, oh, perfect, chief of staff. And I knew Asia, she had nursing and she was like, baby, just put me somewhere and I'll be happy. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And so I came to you for chief of staff and it was when you told me like ever since the beginning when you got in the fresh or a student government that you wanted to be freshman council director. And so it's just unique that I never knew that until having that conversation. I just knew that you were going to be chief of staff and then you were like, that's been my goal ever since the beginning. So I thought that was cool. Asia, I want you to tell your story. I was about to go. I'm not going to beat myself. <laughs> so after running your campaign we love envision miss it so much um i knew that like my year would be super stressful with nursing in which it is it is totally going i don't even i can't even explain and 
I previously, like before the campaign, I wasn't really in student government. Like I'd help here and there, but I never really had like a real role. Um, and so when you won, I was like, okay, I'm going to be super busy, but I know like I would love to be there for Hannah in like any capacity. And then I was just like, you know what? Let's just be your chief of staff. Let's do it. Let's go all in. Um, and I don't regret a single second of it. I learned so much and I'm so, so thankful for that opportunity that you gave me. It's so crazy because you, like you said, you're a nursing major. You had no, like nothing to do nothing. with student government. And even when I asked about the elections and you came a part of my, like the campaign, I didn't really know you. It was kind of a contested situation where I knew of you and I knew that you were an orientation leader because while you were an orientation leader, I was a freshman. So I just remember seeing you, you weren't mine. I remember seeing you. So it's crazy to go full circle to now. And I remember like getting a random call before Christmas and I didn't have your number. It was just like this random phone number. And I was like, hello. And you're like, hi, my name's Hannah White. I was like, okay, like what, what, what do you want? But now I'm so glad I answered because now you're one of my closest friends and I adore you. And you, I don't know if y'all know, but Asia's like D1 volleyball athlete. I don't know if y'all knew that, but yeah. So when I asked her to be on my campaign, she was like, well, I have a bunch of volleyball stuff. I have to travel here, travel there, go to this game and then compete here. And I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, y'all got to talk to her um, about volleyball. Yeah, that's, that's kind of fake. We've had <laughs> sports conversations before, Asia. It's something I don't really talk about unless it's like brought up. The well, I mean, we about. brought up sports. <laughs> well, that's a great happening. Darius is uh, basketball. And oh, don't laugh. Don't ball. laugh, Shannon. <laughs> Do not laugh, Shannon. Because <laughs> I found out yesterday. Sorry to just be exposing everybody. But <laughs> Shannon was on the USC swim team. No way. That's literally oh. why she came to Columbia. Shannon. Shannon, what? literally for um, two weeks, less than two weeks. And then I got into freshman council and they said I couldn't skip practice. So I was like, so I can't do anything besides be on the swim team. And they were like, pretty much. Yeah. Like you could be in like different things, but you have to get like these special exceptions. And then you have to practice earlier for longer because you already have morning and afternoon practice. So, yeah. I quit pretty early. I mean, like, that's the only thing I think I've ever quit in my entire life, but I just knew it was not gonna, I knew it wasn't gonna work. You guys thought this was a dream team because of our work ethic. We're athletes. That's why. <laughs> JD, where were you when I contacted you about? Um, I think I, I don't remember where I was. <clears throat> I don't think it was in America, though. I um, think you were in Spain. Yeah, but I had no intentions on being in student with student government. Like I was very adamant about never wanting to be a part of student government. Um, but Hannah called me and she had a proposition. She was like, there's work that needs to be done and I need you on board. And I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't think it's, it's good. And I told her no. Um, but then she won her election, you know, the momentum was going, the pandemic hit. And, you know, I was like, you know what, it's my senior year. I think that this could be a good opportunity to kind of learn about the bureaucracy of USC. And I really learned a lot just kind of like by being a part of student government, learning some how to have some really crucial conversations 
Um, and it's been really wonderful. I, I've grown a lot just, you know, being a part of the staff. And I thank you all for that. It's crazy to hear you talk about it now because I remember those conversations and it would always end up, yeah, Hannah, you're just a politician and I'm not like that. And I mean, it's okay. It's fine that you're a politician, but it's not for me. And then now I feel like you're the like key figure of, although you have a title, I feel like throughout you have grown to where like titles, positions mean nothing. And it's just, if you see something that needs improvement at the university, you're going to do anything and everything in order to connect with those individuals or have those resources made. And so, I mean, I'm kind of getting deep and off of like the casual, but no, but really how, or what would you tell students that feel as if they need to attain the title before making an impact? How does it change that mindset to the impact happens now? And the only reason why you should go for titles and positions in any student organization is in order to expand that impact that you're already making in the circles you are in, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, especially like being around more student government people, I definitely get a whiff of when someone is just after a title. It's very obvious to me that's what they want and it's obvious because if you weren't able to do that much without a title then you know you're foolish to think that a title will suddenly make you able to do more um and i would say that more the only thing more important well not the only thing something that's much more important than a title is the ability to build relationships right and so if you're able to connect with anyone a student group administrators and you can build relationships you'll find that that will take you much further than a title can. In some cases, a title will actually hinder you from forming those relationships. So just focus on the relationships that you build and make sure that all the efforts that you do are sustainable. Uh, don't just do things for the hype or for the Instagram post. Try to think about things sustainably. So, Talking about sustainability, um, going back to the summer, y'all mentioned the pandemic, but we technically got, or a few of us got the roles before the pandemic happened. And then some of us knew that the pandemic happened um, and then got into their roles. But even like, for example, Darius, you interviewed during the pandemic, but you called me before the pandemic happened, interested in freshman council. So, cause I was honest, I know I said it last Tuesday in my speech, like when the pandemic hit, I was like, oh my gosh, like I can't get out of this, but like, why, like why now? When the pandemic first hit, like me and Shannon both test each other. So we were like, we were like, so no froco. Like there's there's no way we were gonna do virtual meetings for the whole year. Cause then like what what would even student government have been had, had we not been on campus? That's a big question. I feel like now if we were to go off campus, it still would go on, but I don't know what it would have been before. And that when that first happened, we were like, what? But the adjustments kind of helped us make our positions better. Like adjusting to COVID, I think helped. And some of the feedback that we got from our council members was like COVID allowed them to adjust to like being alone in college. Uh, it's not too overwhelming being on campus because it's not so many people. And then they, the year being able to like interview virtually allowed them to like feel a little bit more comfortable to some. Some really prefer like being in person because that's how they engage but to some people who were like a little bit more shy they said they like being able to to do their interviews in a comfortable position and stuff like that so I think we took a lot from those adjustments that can be continued if if we wanted to I think we could explore like a new normal with a lot of things especially within freshman council 
Okay, what was like the, because I know past student government administrations, they use the summer really to prep. There's no programming, there's no really meeting, like they have a internship with the university and really outside of the exact student, the student body doesn't know what's going on in student government until August, where I feel as this summer it was kind of a must because of the pandemic, but also because of the goals that everyone had that we were doing stuff all throughout the summer. So I know like Asia, JJ, and Contessa, y'all were really heavy and like six feet closer. What was that? Was that like April? Like I, we just did our first day out. It was May. It was May. Can pull up the emails. Email. I remember like coming home, getting so excited to like be home for the summer. And then I think I got a whole day of like maybe not talking to Hannah, we texted here and there. And then the next day she called me at 8.30 in the morning and said, okay, so there's an initiative I wanna do. And I was like, oh, no more summer. Okay, let's do it. Let's start it right now. Yeah, and we, and I mean, that was the first. And then I think 1801 Live started in April. I just watched the last or the debate from last year. And I even forgot I said this, but apparently on the debate stage, I said, 1801 Live will be implemented in the first 100 days. And it was. It was, but I'm so glad that I did it with remembering <laughs> because when I saw it, I'm like, I'm so glad that happened because I definitely don't remember saying like a timeline, but it happened. And that's the difference between genuine and politics. You actually meant what you said. You were like, I'm just going to do this in the first 100 days because it's priority. Some people say it because I know that people are going to remember. You said it because, no, I'm about to do this. It didn't really matter what you said. You, you just did it. It just happened, really. But I know that y'all all had, like, ideas before the pandemic on what things would look like. Do you have that aha moment of how you had to change it? Because actually on the debate stage, I said masterclass series because it was supposed to be in-person masterclass. And then it changed into a podcast in order to still connect with organizations. And the masterclass was supposed to be live. So that's where the name 1801 Live came from. And that's why it's live streamed on YouTube. So you can be as close as possible to what it was supposed to be. But did you guys have like a specific initiative or thing that you wanted from whatever your role was supposed to be? You kind of had to change it a little bit, but it accomplished the same goal. I mean, I remember us, well, all of us, me, JJ, JD, and you over the summer really want, wanting to get this charity gala put together for the second semester. <laughs> didn't happen at all thanks COVID but if it did it would have been really fun so Emily Dangler I know you we're already talking about it but please make sure that happen so I can be an alumna and come back and hang out with you. Asia we're totally like just bridging off of what you guys did and it will be very much we're very excited for you guys to be there if it, if it happens so let me know if you Emily need again. Kim's uh contact Kim Holinsky she invited me to their house oh my gosh I remember you told me that lots of windows but also Holinsky's not here anymore yeah we're we I mean I, I can say this because Emily's not gonna care it's not gonna be with Holinsky's hope just because he doesn't play here anymore but like same idea with possibly something for like mental health and like maybe the proceeds will go to like the university if we can make that happen is the goal Okay, so let's talk about just favorite memories in general. Like, what are your favorite memories from this year and being in your roles? My favorite. Oh, oh. no, Shannon, you can go. 
Okay, my favorite thing about this year was just getting to have meetings like in person and then like meeting our freshman council students for the first time. I think like that sticks out to me as something that's like really memorable throughout my collegiate career, just because as Darius was saying earlier, like we really did think that we were gonna have to be virtual for the whole year. So like that was really killing my vibe. And when we found out they were going to be in person and then we met them all and they were so excited and we could really like see that although interviews were virtual, they were all so passionate and um, that was definitely my favorite. Mine is a little like unconventional. I would say that like my favorite memories are honestly like the phone calls me and Hannah would have and we just like the random times of the day or they're like first thing in the morning um, and though they're not like fun things and it's like a bunch of stuff that we have to get done it was a really fun moment for like me and Hannah to like check in with each other and for us to kind of like stay grounded in the things that like she's promised the university and somehow I could help her um deliver all those things so that was those are kind of my favorite memories us just chatting to go off that mine's probably unconventional too but it deals with everyone so like Asia would be like the random talks there was a lot of things that happened this year, but like you guys, if y'all were in the LSC, JD, you probably should get like the most likely to be in the LSC award because you were always in there. But just the talks, not even just about student government, but you can just really tell that each and every one of you guys has a passion for change and will do that whether in the position or not. I know I talked about it with JD, but even Contessa and all the work with you were doing with the civic, you know, um, thing with the PR and then Shannon and Darius when Darius you and I don't know if many people know that but you were working with NAACP on the back end but really just helping leaders of NAACP shine in order to advocate on like renaming buildings Shannon you always talk about freshman council and even this past week have probably been on many phone calls and meetings to advocate for the freshman council kids not just for this year but forget to get leadership position next year Fidey E for JJ, like I just like not only seeing you guys want to make an impact in your roles, but also on those like just casual conversations, just seeing the future plans that you guys have and just seeing how your mindset of always making change develops even after college. Can I say something really quick? Because you mentioned Fidey E. And this is shout out Asia and JD, because you guys are the ones that kind of like step... So I remember over the summer, like obviously, Asia, you were at Duke. JD, you were studying for the MCAT. Hannah, you had your internship. I remember all three of you guys were literally so busy. Um, and Asia and JD told me they were like, they just like one time like briefly mentioned, they asked me for like my schedule and they were like, okay, like how busy are you going to be this summer or whatever, or this school year. And I told them like everything that I was involved in and they were like, they just made it very clear like you need to like really be a part of stuff that you actually care about and like things that you're actually making a change and like, you can go into it with the right intentions of like you actually want to be in this organization but then it's like if you're just part of the membership and you're not doing anything then like what's the point you know um and so like one big thing for me was like yeah I'm in, like I'm pre-med JD you're pre-med is your nursing so like this staff has a lot of people who aren't like necessarily like poli sci or like business but a lot of times sg is like that um and i literally being on the staff kind of like made me like realize the things i actually care about and so like with ide like i realized i was like okay like i was a freshman and i was really trying to find my footing and then i had that conversation i had a conversation with jd over like like 
two months ago or something. He was like, you need to find out how to make the roles that you're in, like serve you and like do things. And like that way you'll be able to like serve other people. You can't just like be like confined to the molds of like what you think you're supposed to be doing. So like with Fide, like now we have like a diversity and inclusion chair. Like we didn't have that before, but like I, like that was something that I visited. I'm really proud of. So like, just like wanted to say thank you to all of you guys. Cause I wouldn't have like realized that at all. And like, I definitely would have kind of gone through life, like just kind of feeling like I had to do certain things a certain way, but like that's not true. And like, you have to make it the way that you want it to be. Going into, I mean, this is kind of opposite, but just things of, I know that was mentioned before we started the live, but just things that you want to get off your chest, all funny, all casual. But if there's anything that someone wants to say from throughout the year, this is the time to say it with love. This like is not coming after anyone at, at all, but like I just want to say that Contessa Davis, every single time I've seen her for like meetings, I've just been like the happiest person in the world. I don't like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like your outfits, your hair, your energy. I don't know what it is, but like every time I see you, I'm like, all right, life is great. Contessa Davis is here and I can make it. Oh, that's so sweet, Asia. <laughs> I feel like I'm just so glad that I met everybody because I really did not talk to and still don't talk to that many people. So I feel like having this little sense of community and having these weekly meetings and, you know, talking to Hannah, even if it is to, you know, do some work, like, I don't know, you just look forward to it and get used to being around the group. So I appreciate that. I also look forward to seeing everyone. I have something Wait. to add Oh, sorry, I forget the question. Sorry, JD, answer the question, but then can you also repeat the question? Okay, it was uh, something to get off your chest, right? Yes. All right, Shannon. <laughs> so, um, you know, every year the uh, members of student government are assigned mentees uh, in freshman council. And at first, you know, I had a lot on my plate and I was like, you know what, you know, I'll have a mentee. And I got one. Um, and then one day Shannon's like, Hey, um, can you take on another one? You know, just cause and I, I thought it was a normal thing. Like some people have more than one, other people have one, but no, it's just, it's just me. And not too long later, I had a third one somehow. And I'm pretty sure I was the only one with more than one, but that's, that's anyways, all that to say that at first, while I thought that it was a burden, I actually am so thankful that I ended up having three mentees because all three of them are awesome. I just literally just had had dinner with two of them, having dinner with another one tomorrow. Um, and it's been so amazing just to see how much they've grown since when I first met them and just hearing about all their ideas on what they want to do in their years. Because uh, as seniors, sometimes you forget like how much energy and vision freshmen have. And it's really amazing to see that. So um, I'm not mad at you, Shannon. I'm very, very thankful that I ended up with three mentees, three awesome mentees. So thank you. Y'all turn J.D. Dawson into mentor of the year. I mean, <laughs> I was just about to say, like, I don't want to say I forced or like coerced them, but I really did. Like, I was like, I really need you to do this. Like, there really wasn't another, <laughs> there wasn't another option. So, so thankful for J.D. And he did end up winning an award. J.D., I have your t-shirt, by the way. It's really cool. Okay. I got to get that. Yeah. Anyone have other things? I have something to say. Hey. I would like to point out 
and I know that some of the people here weren't on the campaign, but I literally remember, in Asia, I know you, you better back me because I know you remember me saying this. As soon as Hannah won, I was like, I want motion speakers in the LSC, and I want Welcome to the Party to play every time somebody walks in through the freaking LSC doors, and that never happened. So Ooh, I feel I'm really sad about that. I, I think about that all the time, and I just wanted to share that I didn't forget. So don't think I forgot. Your chief advisor, though. So guess what your first thing can be? That's true. I will advise. I will heavily <laughs> advise on that. Also, make sure you advise to have, like, card access to the LSE. I think that's, like, one of the only things that is, like, so just inconvenient when you need to go to the LSE. You can't get in. Okay. I already asked you, sure, did you and not? said no. No, I didn't. No we, one did. literally robbed you of that because you're supposed to Shannon, I... When I, tell you, I mean granted like granted I I live half the time in Greenville South Carolina in the hospital in the ER so I don't really need card access but if I like needed it I wish I had it because I don't I asked Jerome if I could have it and then Hannah Johnson who's Emily's chief of staff also asked and he said no to me and I was like okay like I was just trying to finesse that but he said no to Hannah too and then he was like if I give it to you guys, then I have to give it to every exec, like, staff, and I was like, aren't you supposed to, and then he was like, that's above me, and then he walked away. So. I love Jerome. I think this is turning into, um, well, before I, we do a, like, get everything off your chest, university edition, so that's Russell House, that's university, that's everybody, and we should, I could start it. Um, I want to do get everything off your chest for pro co-directors because at the beginning I will be honest it was summer it was a pandemic and we were it was the curriculum that was just like a halt like we were on that curriculum for a good two or three months and I'm like oh no we are not pro co is gonna be the same like and it's a pandemic so I can't even get on them because like it's a pandemic who wants to do this during a pandemic and all within like the first kind of the last month of the summer and the first month of the school year like everything came together of you guys fleshing out the mentor mentee pairings the curriculum interview process which that was a lot because of the code but that was just a lot to do um and so I just appreciate you guys even when y'all saw and I know y'all could see because we would start every meeting random meeting that would happen like the day of like we just need to meet right now it would start off with Hannah, you look stressed. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And you guys like executed above and beyond every single time, which made me after that first month, I was like, they got it. So even if I'm stressed, they work like this. So I'm just going to let them do them. I think that's what we, we had to realize. Like during the summer, Shannon and I, like communication was terrible, but it really wasn't like she was in another state for most of the summer. And then when she got here, it was recruitment. And that was like the worst part of the year for communication. But that was also the time that you needed communication from both of us. So you were like asking us for stuff that we hadn't talked about yet because we couldn't talk till like midnight. And then we were like scramble to get it done. And then finally when the curriculum came together, we were like, okay, like what is it left to like worry about? And there was never anything. So I think it was just the communication. Like, I don't know how we, we just kept butting heads. I, everybody was so frustrated. We felt like, we were like, oh my God, we're getting micromanaged. And, but y'all, you were like, they're not doing anything. Like, how <laughs> yes, and I, is it just me? Or I think like the key to everything was actually the Froco kid or members. Like once they were chosen, 
it everything just like settled and flattened out like I don't know why it was the missing piece but it was like all this chaos and us just overthinking until they were chosen and then everything was just like okay cool well because I feel like we had to like we thought we had to have every single meeting like planned out to a T and then like I got so like stuck on like how long is this going to be like I feel like this is only 45 minutes worth of content but then like once we even had our first meeting I was like wait we are stressing for no reason like this is going to be an hour every time like I don't need to stress about the time we actually needed more time like that was one of my biggest stressors for some reason and that ended up I think Froco was probably the smoothest hour of every week and I mean that like in a good and bad way, because I wanted it to last a little longer, one, because we didn't have time for stuff, and two, because like, you don't get to see those guys that much. But at the same time, it's like, dang, how did this hour go away? Like, I find, I promise we walk in, we click one slide, three of the students talk, and then we're rushing. Like, we're running out the door at seven. Like, there's no way we got that much content in that a little bit of time, but we did. I don't know how. Well, I want to start the Get It Off Your Chest University edition because, yes, it was the smoothest hour, but the Russell, the people who work within the Russell house, it's every single week. We just needed the same thing. We just need the projector and the audio. And, like, I mean, do I know how to do it? No. So maybe that's on me. But if that was my job, my position, and I was getting paid for it, I would know how to put the projector down and I would know how to do the audio because everyone needs that every week sure enough it was an issue every single week so yeah every week in the what senate chambers we never had efficient connection too yeah I, I would try to do those videos for the little like encouragement or we're going to talk <laughs> about this 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 like face your fears and indulge cultures like all that kind of videos and we can never play them that's my biggest regret this year not enough videos honestly Another thing, I guess this is for whoever's above Jerome, that everyone should get access to the LSC because where else can we meet? Especially during a pandemic, like the library is off limits really if you wanna meet. Um, you would have to either meet outside or just figure it out off campus. And so we need that accessibility to be more inclusive and allow everyone. Yeah. Hold up. I literally never thought about this but every time Jerome says he like I will ask him something he's like that's above me like I I don't know what to do who is above him <laughs> because do they even exist I don't think they do because that's what he says every time but he's never given me any contact information so this time I'm gonna ask for I can't say I do think it's something above someone above so I don't even think Jerome is, doesn't even have any allocation towards the cards so even if he wanted to, someone would have to make them. So I don't know. That is a question that we need to find out. Then who is it that we can talk to about that? Has anyone? Like, I say we from... just start bombarding Dr. Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> we just pull up to the the is it the East Wing or the West Wing? What of the, the Russell House? We pull up to the West Wing and just every time there's a problem, we're going straight to Dr. Edwards. Dr. Edwards is the one. She got our back. So I bet we, if we do, she might say yes to us because she's the one that has the students back. She'll be like, okay, give them what they want. This is like a good and a bad thing, but like, has anyone ever asked Jerome literally anything and he responds back with a question? That's all the time. He answered. Jerome will never give you 
a specific answer, he's going to give you a question and a recommendation through a question to just make you ponder it a little bit more for you to come up with your own solution. That's just, yeah. Do you think that's just how he thinks or did he like train himself to do that? Because I've literally never met anybody like that in my life. It's I've never gotten an answer from Jerome. It's habitual. What? I think they teach, I don't know. I have to ask him. I'm convinced that they teach that in like student life, higher ed, like master's programs of how to help people, but help them in a way that they come to the right solution themselves rather than enforcing a mindset or what you think is right upon them it's a strategy I think it's got to be because like now in my day-to-day life I'll like think of something and I'm like dang what would Jerome say and then I like follow through the rest of the steps and I come to my answer without even having to like talk to anybody about it has all of your roles do you think um like now that you're done at the beginning, what you thought the role was going to be, was it like that or was it like, no, completely different? And okay, I'll say excluding pandemic in a way. I didn't know what I was getting into. Like there was no amount of training, no amount of anything. I mean, I definitely like had a conversation with Shannon because she was Sophie's chief of staff and I would like talk to people about like how to best help you, but I had no idea what I was doing. And I think that like, that learning curve was very steep at the very beginning. I know Hannah and I had a bunch of conversations about that learning curve. Uh, But I think that it's completely different than what I thought it was, but I didn't really have expectations. I don't really know how to explain that in my head. Like what I think, what I thought it was, not it at all. I feel like just because of my relationship that I had with my freshman council directors, I had this like expectation for Darius and I to be like kind of removed from the freshman council students but it like was not like that at all like Ashutosh like would ask me to get lunch like a bunch of people would just like I I would see them outside of freshman council and interact with them outside of freshman council like even at hip-hop Wednesday like you saw Kaylee at NAACP and like you saw them doing all of their like separate things which was really cool but I feel like I never got that with my freshman council director. So that's something that was like a pleasant surprise rather than like, a, oh no, I wasn't ready for this surprise. Anyone else? Yeah, I don't think, I think it's just because I wasn't on freshman council. Like I, I did some work with student government during my freshman year, but it wasn't like going to meetings and stuff like that. And it, the only thing that I had heard about freshman council was like, that it was kind of like you one-on-one again, but kind of on student government version. I guess, but I don't know. I think this year, cause I could see the similarities. I just, I, I think I just, I had an expectation for what we wanted it to be. And that's what got blew out of the water, but I didn't really know what freshman council should have been before us. So I don't really, I, don't know, I guess it's kind of hard to answer directly, but I didn't expect us to be so good, but I didn't know what to expect it to be in general. I'll be honest, and I'm one that the only one on the staff that ran for the position, totally different from what I thought it would be. And I ran for it. Um, I thought, and I mean, even from seeing on Sophie's staff, like it was programming and initiatives, like that was the VP staff. And so I come in and the platform points that were for me was solely programming. So I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can program. And then it changed throughout everything that happened throughout the year to be like, I mean, I know I'm supposed to be doing program, but I can't just 
do pro I can't just do this little event while this situation is going on so yeah how to balance that and even though I was kind of in a way counted out of the rooms that are doing like administrative things and supposed to be advocating on behalf of students I wasn't supposed to be in the room but like navigating my way in or emailing like yeah I know you want me to do this event but I need to be here and then they're like okay 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 I'm sorry I'm sorry so that was kind of a different thing that I wasn't expecting and I remember after winning uh like the week after I stressed myself out easily but it was just starting to realize like I have to build a staff we actually have to do stuff this year like how how do you student body vice president and I was just coming to Sophie I was like so how did you did you have this hump of like you you pitch yourself to be qualified but like are you really like are you ready to get in the position and so I had that talk with her as well and just realizing that although she did an amazing job Mills did an amazing job each administration looks different and it's based off different passions and goals that each vice president or president speaker treasurer has um so mine definitely looked different from what I thought what I ran for in a good way though okay well before we end are there any last thoughts any thoughts for future student leaders um whether they're in positions or not in positions any thoughts since we mainly have um, upperclassmen outside of JJ, but even JJ, you've been very involved and had a lot of experiences for your past two years. Just anything that you thought or you wish you would have known at the beginning of your time at USC. Can I hear me really quick about this? Because like you said, I'm the youngest. I think going straight from like, and then like, I feel like Shannon and Darius, like if you think about it, like you have your Froco babies and like to you, they're like, they're little and they're freshmen and you're like, you like showed them like the ropes and now like next year they're gonna have positions on staff and like, you guys do the same thing, but I also feel like you can kind of become removed from that as you grow into like different leadership positions at the university. Um, and obviously you start to feel more comfortable and more confident and say in like leading conversations and being in rooms with people who you think are like more important than you, but like, you have to let the imposter syndrome go away and like just trust in the fact that your mentors and the people that you look up to chose you for a reason. But at the same time, like understand that they chose you not to always say yes and do and like be a robot and work for them, but to like mold you into be able to grow and like facilitate that growth and like so that when they're gone, like you're not just a robot who can like crank out emails, but you're a person who like is able to like curate thoughts on your own and like have an actual impact without their guidance. So just like, don't be nervous and like say yes. And like the jump is very like intense, but it's amazing. I would say, and this is something that I think, I have a few like, for example, like I came to the university, I always wanted to be a university ambassador. It just never worked out. But I, my advice for any future student leaders, any incoming freshmen, any current freshmen is to, Try to do everything that you want to do and make sure those are the things that you're really passionate about and don't set limits on that because you're really capable of making a lot of change as a student leader and I think that that's something that they don't necessarily teach you coming in as a freshman like administration will listen to you and people will listen to you but you just have to take the time to connect with those people um so don't minimize yourself or make yourself feel smaller just because you're new to the university but use that as an opportunity, like, hey, I'm here for four years. I might as well make the most of it. I'll um, answer <clears throat> something that I really have always appreciated since I've gotten to USC is the opportunity for, like, mentorship and 
reaching back, pulling other people to tables with you. And that's something that happened to me from the time I got to campus. I always mentioned Taylor Wright. Uh, now I mentioned Lyric Swain. Those are two mentors to me that really pulled me into student government and have helped me not only in student government and in school, but professionally and personally and been great friends to me. So I wanna encourage like all of you as, as more speaking to current freshmen and even those that are coming into the university, but as you do get older and start getting into these roles and eventually become the upperclassmen on campus, remember that you too were brought up by other people and reach back and help other people along the way because the more we reach back, the easier to be for the next generations of students that come through, uh, it'll be easier because we'll all be passing on lessons. And if we keep one person from making the last mistake, then we'll all progressively improve. So just remember that always. Anyone else? Um, I'll say one more thing. And it's that um, there's a phrase that there's nothing new under the sun. And a lot of the work that the leaders in student government are doing, um, many of them aren't necessarily new problems. And so if you feel like you're really passionate about something, you know, that's amazing. Take some time to figure out what's been done about that, who's currently doing things about that. If not, it will be a lot more uphill. But just try to think collaboratively and take time to understand what exactly the issue is from different angles, who all is involved before jumping onto it. And that's a pretty good um, equation for success. I have two things. One for university related. Well, this can go for anything, but specifically at the university, I know we touched on how people think titles matter. Um, but just understanding as a student, just being a student, paying that tuition to the university, how much power you have. Um, although for many meetings, it is execs, it is execs that are first counted on to be the student representation. I know that this year have been able to bring people from all over, including freshman council to be on those heavy hitter meetings. And just realizing when it comes to advocating on behalf of students, sometimes actually most times many people are going to be thinking what you think as far as speaking up for what is right but they are wanting to rely on students so for example I had no idea how much faculty rely on students speaking up and advocating for them to say that they support students if that makes sense because we pay tuition we're not getting I mean unless you have a job but we're not overall getting a paycheck from the university to provide for our families for kids, you know, that nature, whereas faculty have to rely on the university to where at the end of the day, if they're not tenured, the university can cut them off no matter what, you know, and so they really do have that dotted line of wanting to advocate for the right thing. But at times, it's kind of like they have to keep in the guidelines in order to make sure that they have their job. And so I've gotten many emails throughout the year of just me speaking up when everyone's agreeing to then just that's like, comment makes everyone go off mute to say yes I agree with students actually I think we need to do this or let's change the narrative you know things of that nature so it really showed me the power and even not even just me speaking up from seeing Joseph MPHC president Oshitosh like any student like speak up in a meeting it's crazy how the whole vibe changed to change to where okay now I'm open to change because the student said so and I'm going to support the student so oftentimes not only are you making an impact and speaking up on behalf of students, but many higher eds that we think um, we have to abide by or you know respect, they're looking down to you in order to spark the movement or spark the change. So I didn't know that before, even being in my role 
how powerful your voice is and how more than you know, many people are waiting for you to just take that extra step so that they can follow you. Okay, I think that was deep. We don't want to end on like a fun, happy note. It's the end of the year. This is technically the last thing that the VP's office is doing. Um, so if this is the end, then I would just like to say, I know that we all are having our awards ceremony, sophisticated professional awards ceremony after this. Um, but before that, um, just so everyone knows, I am uh, tremendously grateful for all of you guys. I know I say it every week. You're probably getting tired of it. Last time, I promise, well, after the award ceremony. But thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for killing it at your roles. And actually, for the last eight minutes, I kind of want to highlight like what's next for you all, whether that's in student government, in life, graduation, what's next for you all, so that everyone who's watching and will hear later can know where to look out to hear y'all's names. Mind if I go first, just because I have to leave after that. Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I'm applying to be a leadership consultant for my sorority. Um, I've also been accepted into a variety of different law schools. So if I get the leadership consultant position, I'm definitely going to take it and take that gap year um, and take that year to pour into people within my sorority across the country. But if I do not get that, then I will be attending law school in the fall. Perfect. Bye, Shannon. Thank you for joining. See you later. Okay, who's next? I'll go next. So after graduation, I'll be coming to Duke University Hospital and I'll be a pediatric ICU nurse. Look at this. This is crazy. Okay, who's next? Okay, after graduation, <clears throat> I'll be moving to Durham, North Carolina to attend North Carolina Central University School of Law. Darius, are you gonna like? Can we get brunch? You're gonna we do should. Let's show me, show me the ropes. Away from me. You have to show me the ropes. Wow. Okay, okay. I might like pop up. I'm going to class with Darius. I don't need <laughs> a job anymore. I guess. Diddy, Contessa, JJ. Oh, you. Mine is boring, so you guys have to go first because you're graduating. It's not boring. I'm, I'm not graduating you. either, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> no, the haters are just cooler than I. I already told you guys what I'm doing. See, I want them to go first. Okay. Xavier, do you want me to go or what? Like, <laughs> okay. So many people do not know this, but I'm actually graduating a year early. So um, my plans, I'm waiting to hear back from grad school in Washington, D.C., where I'm hoping to study political management, shake the room, shake the table, and yeah. Get, get my foot in the political door. So, yeah. I love it. I didn't know this, Contessa. Well, that, Contessa. Oh, I was class of 22. Like, I was, yeah, I was with you, Hannah. But, yeah, we we had to go. We had to, we had to step. Contessa, you had the right idea. <laughs> but yeah, those are my plans. Like class 2022, now 2021. Wow. But yeah, keep me in your thoughts and prayers. I'm waiting to hear back. You got it. Yeah, um, after graduation, I'm going to bounce around a little bit um, and go to South Africa, um, get my MPH there, and then come back and start medical school. Do y'all see how different this stuff is? Oh, JD, that's so fun. You guys, you guys are doing such fun things. I'm sad. I'm still going to be here. Oh, Hannah, I need you we'll to say together. your plans. I need you to say your plans like it's 
is the Grammys, like, because you're doing amazing things too. So I need it to be like, what, what do you um, got to do? Well, I'm not getting my MPH. I'm not going to law school. I'm not getting, I'm not going to be in the political bubble. I will be in the city of dreams. I'll still be here next year. I'll be a junior. Um, and I'm going to be hope, taking a bigger step and like curating my own research project at the med school with the professor that I'm working with. My dad has Crohn's disease. And so I found a professor who's doing like research on that with mice and everything. I just got my like animal training done today. So I'm gonna be doing research on that. I will be serving as, I'll be the next JD. I'll be the next chief advisor to our next student body vice president, Emily Dangler, who is also on the staff. So you guys know that that will be fun and fresh. I will also be serving as the chair of diversity and inclusion for Phi Delta Epsilon International Medical Fraternity. So that'll be really good because that's something that needs to change and has been needing to change for a long time. So I'm really, really happy that that's going to be taking a step in the right direction. And I'm also considering scribing for Scribe America, but I might just do some shadowing at Prisma instead. So we will see. One of those will also happen. One of those 500 amazing opportunities as a junior, it says something like, I know that y'all have already heard it, but like not being this, I'm not saying that you're not, but like not being the smartest in the room, but, but basically just being in a room with other people who have opportunities that you look up to, like you're doing it right. There's a reason why, I mean, Emmeline also and Hannah, but you're one of the few on this staff that's younger, but yet you're part of the staff. Like, I feel like that says something that you have, you're a junior and you're still doing all of this in order to well, I will say I definitely, I credit that to you guys, especially um, JD, Hannah, Asia. I definitely would not have been able to find what I really, really loved and like be confident enough to go for it right now if it wasn't for you guys, so. Oh, y'all. But I think that is it for our 1801 Live episode, the last episode of season one. So the next voice you're going to hear as a host will be Emily Dangler but until next time it was my pleasure to host this whether it was 18 on live episodes with my staff diverse organizations or even raising thousands and thousands of dollars for students in need and black students this was probably one of my favorite initiatives as vice president um so love this love everything about the initiative and I can't wait to see hopefully years down the line this initiative continuing and seeing just all the different diverse hosts um, collaborating and connecting with other student organizations to break down the stigma of student government being elitist and only for student government. But with that, that is it.